Welcome back to another episode of Clay, the podcast for Christian men, courageously leading, always yearning, desiring to be the best they can possibly be for his kingdom's cause. My name is Justin. I am your host. And man, am I excited for this uh, special episode here dropping on Sunday, Father's Day 2022. I am a dad. Many of you are dads. Many of you will be dads. Many of you have had dads. At some point, you've at least had a father involved in an activity that has brought you into existence, and it is my pleasure uh, to be with you today. It is my pleasure, it is my privilege, and uh, I don't take this lightly. And if you're listening to this on Father's Day, happy Father's Day to you. If you are a dad, if you're a dad to be in the future, if you're not listening to this on Father's Day, all good. Uh, this is going to be a special episode, I think, uh, one uh, one that I've been looking forward to recording and honestly, uh, one that's one that I think is going to be expanded upon many times in the future. Fatherhood is something that uh, I often refer to as the best promotion that I have ever received. I've been promoted a few times in my career. I've had opportunities uh, sent my way in the volunteer, uh, nonprofit, ministry space, and I've been asked to take on responsibility. Granted, the responsibility of becoming a dad is one that's I waited and waited for. Uh, we'll, we'll say that. So I uh, put it off in, in many regards. There's actually a point where uh, about four and a half, five years into uh, my marriage, I had so uh, so convinced my wife that I didn't want to be a dad that she thought that we weren't going to be having kids. Uh, that's just how, uh, how, how, I, how often I put off the conversation and kept uh, pushing that aside because I wanted to be ready, knowing that I could never actually be ready it was uh, kind of a catch-22, was it not? So uh, I am now the uh, uh, proud uh, and excited father of two, uh, and that they're very young and require lots of energy, and it's awesome. And uh, I have zero complaints uh, other than the occasional nights where sleep is more difficult to come by. It is all good because uh, there is always opportunities to uh, catch a couple of Zs here and there. And it's worth it. It's been worth it, and uh, I pray it continues to be worth it. And all that aside, uh, I have a dad. I have a dad who uh, was uh, absolutely awesome for uh, my childhood, my upbringing, uh, still very much so involved in my life, a very, very close friend of mine. Uh, and I'm, I'm happy I can say that as, uh, as, as a son, that uh, my, my father is somebody who is significant in my life. And I'm going to talk a bit more about him later on in this episode but I wanted to uh, celebrate and highlight the importance of fatherhood, of fathers today. I'm actually staring down a list of 36 statistics uh, about families, about uh, kids who grow up without fathers, who don't have a father present in their life. And I'm going to read through some of them, uh, not all of them. This comes uh, from an article that was published on lifeisbeautiful.org. I will put the link in the description. These statistics all come from the U.S. Department of Justice, of Corrections, uh, NPR, and a couple other sources as well, such as the uh, Census Bureau. Uh, and uh, I have gone back and kind of checked to make sure that most of them actually line up because, you know, you know, the statistic about statistics, that so many of them are not right. Uh, I did want to double check that. And um, the majority of these uh, line up with recent uh, statistics and articles from these sites and from different uh, census is. And I think that uh, I think that they're sobering. 
there are so many. So I'm going to go ahead and uh, read through some of these now. Uh, we'll talk about fatherhood. And then I'm going to share with you three lessons that I learned from my dad growing up that uh, I hope will be helpful for you. Kicking things off here, 80% of youth who are currently in prison grew up in a fatherless home. Seven out of 10 youth that are housed in state-operated correctional facilities, including detention and residential treatment, come from a fatherless home. 39% of students in the United States from the first grade to their senior year of high school do not have a father at home. Children without a father are four times more likely to be living in poverty than children with a father. Children from fatherless homes are twice as likely to drop out from school before graduating than children who have a father in their lives. 24.7 million children in the United States live in a home where their biological father is not present. That equates to one in every three children in the United States not having access to their father. Girls who live in a fatherless home have a 100% higher risk of suffering from obesity than girls who have their father present. Teen girls from a fatherless home are also four times more likely to become mothers before the age of 20. 57% of fatherless homes in the United States involved uh, African-American black households. Hispanic households have a 31% fatherless rate, while Caucasian white households have a 20% fatherless rate. In 2011, 44% of children in homes headed by a single mother were living in poverty. Just 12% of children in married couple families were living in poverty. Children who live in a single-parent home are more than two times likely to commit suicide than children in a two-parent home. Let me read that one again. Children who live in a single-parent home are more than two times more likely to commit suicide than children in a two-parent home. 72% of Americans believe that a fatherless home is the most significant social problem and family problem that is facing their country. Yet, you don't see very many marches for fathers, now do you? Only 68% of children will spend their entire childhood with an intact family. Only 68% of children will spend their entire childhood, that's defined as uh, zero birth up through 18, with an intact family. 75% of rapists are motivated by displaced anger that is associated with feelings of abandonment that involves their father. Living in a fatherless home is a contributing factor to substance abuse with children from such homes accounting for 75% of adolescent patients being treated in substance abuse centers. 85% of all children which exhibit some type of behavioral disorder come from a fatherless home. 90% of the youth in the United States who decide to run away from home or become homeless for any reason originally come from a fatherless home. 90% of our homeless youth come from a fatherless home. 63% of youth suicides involve a child who was living in a fatherless home when they made their final decision. Children who live in a single-parent or step-family home report less schoolwork monitoring, less social supervision, and lower educational expectations than children who come from two-parent homes. Even when poverty levels are equal, children who come from a two-parent home outperform children who come from a one-parent home. Children who live in a fatherless, fatherless home are 279% more likely to deal drugs or carry firearms for offensive purposes compared to children who live with their fathers. 92% of the parents who are currently in prison in the United States are fathers. These are just some of the statistics out there from homes without fathers, homes where fatherlessness is an issue. So we can agree on something as a society in that fatherhood is important. In fact, you heard the statistic there that 
over 70% of Americans think that this is the most important social issue facing our nation. Granted, we aren't out marching for it and aren't protesting. Perhaps, perhaps that's something that's worth marching for. Perhaps that's something that's worth uh, picking up the banner for. Because fatherhood is important. Fathers are incredibly important. We have a heavenly father that believes so as well. The role of a father is one that is uh, very serious, very important, and, and emphasized in many cultures. Now, some cultures view it a little bit differently. But in, in general, the, the consensus is that the father should be the head of the household, should be taking responsibility and leading and doing, doing what it takes to build a family, to be there. Now, not all fathers are the same, of course. Uh, many of you have uh, different experiences with uh, your dad, uh, perhaps other dads as well. Uh, some of you may not think too fondly about your relationship with your dad, and I, I'm terribly, I'm, I'm terribly sorry for that. I know that my my own dad, uh, he speaks highly of his his father, but also had some uh, some trials with his dad. I, my grandfather, whom I never never actually got to meet in a uh, age that um, that I would retain memory of before he passed away. Uh, I, I know that he had some very high standards and expectations. And uh, my mine and uh, my, my dad's relationship with my grandfather wasn't always the greatest. I know that. And I also know that uh, my dad made a promise to me to do the best that he absolutely could with what he knew. And he did that. And he does that to this day. And that's part of part of the journey, guys. That's part of the journey. I've heard from many, many men that, you know, this is this is how I was raised, and so this is how I'm gonna do it too. And and to some extent that may be that may be exactly what's needed. That may may have worked, that may be great. And I and I'm not against that at all. Uh, in fact, there are many, many lessons. I told you I was gonna share three with you today. There are many things that I learned from my dad that uh, I know will help me to be a great father to my children. And I, I am incredibly grateful for those lessons. I'm incredibly grateful for those experiences. And I'm incredibly grateful for my dad. And I also can think back and look at times in my life where it didn't look like I was so grateful for him. And I realize that that's, that's potentially part of the journey too. And looking forward as a dad now to young children who are uh, who we, we we talk about them. You know, we're raising adults going through childhood. They will get to a point where they will be adults, and I know that we're gonna have we're gonna have some tension. We're gonna have some times that aren't gonna be all that great. Uh, I know that, but I also know that I'm I am their dad, and I have a responsibility. I have a responsibility, and I, and I learned I learned much of this from my own father. And so to those of you who are thinking that you are limited because of your father, because of your upbringing, because of your relationship with your dad, you've got to let it go. You've got to let it go. You've got to get the help that you need or uh, lay that down at the altar, at the foot of the throne, and you've got to let it go. Because yes, you were impacted by your father, whether he was present or not. 
But the beautiful thing is, the beautiful thing is, we are all and can all be fathered by God as our Heavenly Father. We are all individual men created, created with purpose, with intentionality to do, to explore, to love Him, to grow, and to develop, to build our character, to to be engaged. And yeah, your upbringing is going to have some impacts on that. But nothing, nothing that's permanent, nothing that can't be overcome. You, you may not be able to do that on your own. You may need to get some help. But don't use your dad as an excuse. Don't use your dad as an excuse for anything. If anything, if anything... Changed your attitude from your dad being an excuse not to, to perhaps him being the reason for you to do. And maybe that's just doing something differently. Maybe that's making some different decisions. Either way, either way, dads have shown to be an incredibly valuable integral part to a family. Uh, God speaks uh, highly of fathers, but also, also, he speaks very straightforward, and there are some serious responsibilities to fatherhood and expectations for fathers to live up to. Absolutely. And we can't take that lightly. We cannot take that lightly at all. And as promised, here are three lessons for you that I learned from my dad growing up that have been uh, incredibly, incredibly valuable for me in my adulthood. Uh, really through my childhood as well. And uh, I believe that uh, they could add some value or at least give you a chuckle to you're probably honestly nod your head along. Uh, if you had a dad that was anything like mine, uh, then you'll, you'll, you'll probably relate to uh, a couple of these. And, and again, there will be uh, many more times to talk about uh, fatherhood because this is, uh, this is uh, vital, vital to our society. This is vital to our faith as uh, courageous leaders always yearning. Uh, the first circle of influence that you're leading outside of yourself and obviously you uh, is your wife and your kids, your family, that inner unit. And uh, depending on how that looks, that may look very different for uh, for you. Uh, you, you know, you, you, you may be a single dad. Okay, great. You are leading your children. You may be a happily married dad. Okay, great. You are leading your children. You may be a very unhappy married dad. I'm sorry, that's not great, but you are leading in that case as well. So uh, let's dive in to a few of these lessons here. And uh, again, uh, I, I hope that uh, you get some value out of uh, this episode today. And, and I hope that you feel prompted to share it and maybe talk about fatherhood. Maybe talk about some of those statistics I shared earlier. Uh, maybe think about that a little bit. Can you be uh, an encourager to another dad today or this week? Uh, maybe uh, let's look one another up as as dads, which is a great segue into the first lesson that uh, I wanted to share with you uh, that I learned from my dad. And that is, uh, yeah, take life seriously, but don't take it so seriously that you can't have a little bit of fun. Uh, and that comes from uh, a, a dad who worked extremely, extremely hard. Uh, I, uh, I grew up with a dad who uh, was often up uh, at the crack of dawn and uh, gone to work, working hard, coming home. And many times uh, coming home to more projects and more things to do, uh, and and obviously his family. 
I am the oldest of four, and my dad, my dad worked ex- incredibly hard for my family. Uh, I got to have uh, the privilege of a stay-at-home mom for uh, 95% of my life, my siblings for 100% of their life, their childhood, and uh, that, that is a, a gift that uh, I didn't realize growing up how significant that was and how important that was. I didn't pay attention to how many of my friends' moms had to go to work. Uh, I, I, looking back now and looking at my family situation and how that became something that was so significant in my life that uh, I worked uh, very hard to get to a point where my wife could also be at home before we had children. I learned that from from them. I learned that from seeing uh, my my parents. Now, despite the hard work, uh, my dad had uh, a way of uh, bringing humor into uh, anything, uh, and I I really love that about him. Uh, to this day, uh, we can be having a ridiculously serious conversation, and out of nowhere, uh, there will be uh, there will be <laughs> some joke about something, uh, or <laughs> the the facial expression that. Uh, everybody, everybody knows when your dad makes that facial expression, uh, it's it can be, I mean, don't don't tell your mom, but it could be your mom going on and on and on about something, and you make the eye contact with your dad, and you know, you, you you both know you've communicated, and and then all of a sudden you're trying to hold it together and try not to laugh. Yeah, there's uh, many opportunities like that. There's uh, many moments where uh, it was it was just a it was just a gesture, you know. Uh, a gentle push on the shoulder to knock me off balance, and uh, maybe uh, you know just to just take a misstep, and and then I you know push him back, and uh, it was just little moments like that. Uh, they they stick with you, they they stick with you, and you you don't often don't often remember them as uh, pivotal memories, but uh, I have uh, I have many. Many little memories of uh, moments with my dad that were just just laughter, uh, just giggling, uh, just uh, moments of uh, what I would say sheer joy that only a father and son can have together. Uh, sheer happiness, sheer just fun that's only a father and dad can experience. And I have had some of those moments with my son, who is also a firstborn now. And uh, I, I, I find myself getting choked up about some of the most simple moments in time. And I, I believe I have my dad to thank for much of that perspective. Because life is short. It is fleeting. It's here and gone in a moment. And I'm grateful to have grown up with a dad. And again, I mentioned before, I'm, I'm talking like I'm remembering my dad in the past. My dad is very much so still present and very much so still part of my life. And we still have a lot of those moments, uh, perhaps more now even than I did growing up, of uh, just those, <laughs> those moments where you, you just, you're laughing and you, you don't know if it's a good or bad thing that you're laughing about something, but you are. And uh, that, is, that is a lesson that I think is important for dads to understand. As serious as our role is, as significant as our role is, we can probably afford to lighten it up sometimes. Now, there are dads who take that to the extreme and everything's a joke for them. Uh, and I, I don't want to uh, bring in some incredible seriousness here all of a sudden, but I mean, for real guys, if that's you and you think life is a joke and you think that your role is to be your kids' best friend, 
you're, you're wrong. It's not to be your kid's best friend. It's to lead them, train them, uh, and raise them up in the way they should go. That's, that's what it means to be a father. That's a responsibility that you have. It doesn't mean that it always has to be with an iron fist. And uh, that was a lesson that I, I learned from my dad. Uh, smile, enjoy it, have fun, <laughs> laugh at the ridiculous moments, and uh, be present with one another. Because uh, you you don't know. You don't know when your last time's your last time. Uh, and you just don't know when uh, your kids are going to grow up before your eyes. And uh, you'll have less opportunities to have those moments. The second lesson I wanted to share with you guys today is uh, the the old quit saying, I don't know. I struggled with this one growing up, and uh, there was uh, a season in my life, I think went on too long, where I said, I don't know a lot. Uh, my dad would question something, and uh, I would say, oh, I don't know. And uh, my, dad, my dad hated that. And it took me a while to learn and to figure out why. He explained himself a few times, and explained it, and it made sense. But I got to a point where instead of saying, I don't know, I would come up with some answer. And sometimes the answer was just an answer just to fill in the gap, uh, to to give some sort of credence to something. And I, yeah, I mean, there's, there's some times when uh, I really didn't know. And that's okay. I, I don't think that uh, my dad was looking for me to know everything. And uh, your dad, if he's anti saying, I don't know, then uh, he's probably not looking for you to say uh, some genius answer necessarily, or even have an answer for everything. What he's probably looking for is, uh, is, is you to take some ownership and responsibility and to figure it out, to think about it, to uh, think about why something happened and to get a bit more critical about uh, a situation, to think critically. So that's the lesson that uh, I want to uh, share with you. Uh, lesson number two from my dad, think critically. Think critically. Don't just take something at face value. Don't just take something because someone says that it is what it is, but actually think about it. Make sure that you believe what you say that you believe. Not that you believe it because somebody else believes it that is a friend of yours, but make sure that you actually believe what it is that you say that you believe. This lesson led to uh, a few things for me. Uh, one was simply uh, being my own thinker, being my own individual person, not being easily influenced by friends, acquaintances. And uh, it, this is one that it took, me, it took me some time to really wrap my mind around and really apply in my life. But uh, it is because of this lesson and the consistency at which my dad approached this issue in my life that uh, I had uh, seasons of just being really stubborn and firm in my faith when, uh, when I could have deviated, when I could have drifted, when I could have gone the way of some of my friends, and when I could have uh, had some questions and chosen to, uh, to just let those questions run me, run me out of the room. Instead, I found that uh, I had a, a serious curiosity. And the fact that I didn't know something didn't scare me but rather it encouraged me and inspired me to find out, to learn, to research, to understand. And I am forever grateful for that lesson as well. And the third lesson 
that I want to share with you today that comes from my dad is figure it out. Figure it out. I heard this growing up uh, a number of times. A number of times. And honestly, it is probably one of the greatest lessons that we can teach our kids is figure it out. There are a, a, a just an absolute abundance of stories that you hear about the helicopter parents or the lawnmower parents who are just trying to make everything as easy as they possibly can for their kids. And while that may come from uh, good intentions and desires, I love that my dad had the foresight to uh, see obstacles and challenges that he knew I could overcome and tell me to figure it out. Figure it out, Justin. Figure it out. There are, are many, many times when uh, I, can, I can just remember uh, hearing, the, hearing the phrase, figure it out. It's not exactly what you want to hear, right, from your dad. Sometimes you just want to take a question or a challenge to your dad and, and, and tell him and have him go, well, here's, you know, here's the answer, and here's how you do this, and here's this and that. And there are many times when my dad came alongside of me, knew that uh, I really needed help with something. I needed him to show me how to do something, to teach me how to do something. I wasn't equipped. I wasn't aware. I wasn't ready for something. And my dad did what dads do, and he came alongside, and he taught me. He showed me. He, he, he helped. And there are many times when my dad knew that this was an opportunity for me to build confidence, to build character, and to see that I was capable of more than I thought I was capable for, or capable of. And uh, I am, I am the man that I am today, and going the direction that I'm going, because I had a dad who was willing to look at me and say, "Figure it out," and then wait patiently for me to figure it out. That's the key here. Guys, you can't tell your kids to figure it out and then get angry when they don't figure it out in two seconds. My, my dad was willing to watch me struggle, to watch me rack my brain over how to figure something out, to think of a different way of doing something. My dad was willing to take the time out of his busy life to see me figure something out. And when you figure something out, when you learn, when you get it, you know what that feels like. You know what that feels like, that feeling of accomplishment. And I can do this. I got this. I, I'm ready for this. There are uh, a dozen stories that I could share about this one lesson in particular. And, and I, could, I could go on and on about this. Because there's the other side of this, that it's also difficult to watch your kids struggle. It's difficult to watch your kids try and figure something out. And it's difficult sometimes to hold back and not jump in and do it for them, isn't it? I can imagine that this is difficult. It's difficult uh, for me. You know, my son, he is, as I am recording this, he's not quite two and a half. He's almost there. And there are already things that uh, I know that he knows how to do that he's capable of doing or he's done before. And he loves to ask for help. And I love helping him. I love helping my son, but I also love watching him figure something out. I love watching that light bulb come on when he gets it or when he figures out a different way to do something or when he thinks through a problem and he solves it. I realize that uh, that is uh, 
also a lesson and, and something that he loves too, because he gets excited. He gets excited when he accomplishes something, when he figures something out. And I remember time and time again, some of those lessons weren't the easiest. Some of them weren't the most fun. But looking back and thinking about uh, why I am the way I am today and who I am today, I can pick out this lesson, figure it out, because my dad was willing, again, to stop and see me learn something, to be there and to, to help me, to help me by allowing me the space to figure it out. And that is a, a, a lesson that is three of three that uh, I want to share with you today that had serious impact on me, on who I am and on where I'm going. And dad, I am incredibly grateful for you. You are a man after God's own heart, whom I have had the privilege of uh, one being raised as your son, but also seeing you even in your uh, past, uh, past 10 years, past, oh goodness, I am turning 30, 12 years since I officially turned 18 and began to departure the nest, I have been able to look and see my dad continue to grow. Dad, you have continued to grow, to become a, a man who is developing his character, his thought, and his belief and his uh, resiliency. And I have had the honor of getting to uh, get to know you in adulthood in a different way, father and son, but a little bit different than uh, as a child. And it has been a blessing in my life uh, to watch you go through some of the things that you've gone through, some of the things that you've had to contend with from your kids to life in general. And you've been a man who says, okay, this isn't exactly what I planned, God. This isn't what I thought was going to happen. This isn't the way that I wanted it to go. And yet you continue stepping forward in faith. You continue taking those steps. And that is a lesson, perhaps number four for you guys today. Continue taking those steps forward. Keep moving forward. Because life is going to get a little squirrely. It's going to have it, its ups and downs. And you got to remember to have some fun. Tell a joke. Enjoy it. Find the silver lining. Find the moments that uh, are, are worth it that uh, you just can't help but laugh about. Don't say, I don't know. Don't say, I don't know. Be curious. Look for an answer. And when you have a problem, when you have a problem and you need a solution, figure it out. Be willing to face the problem and figure it out. And again, that last bonus one for you, keep moving forward. And to all you fathers out there, thank you. Thank you for being willing to listen to uh, another episode of Clay, to uh, develop who you are as a man, to grow, to challenge yourself as a courageous leader, always yearning for more Jesus in your life. That is how you're going to continue to grow who you are and be the best man that you can possibly be for your wife, for your kids, and for those around you whom you have been given the privilege and the honor of leading. So lead with courage. Lead with courage. 
Let's be the men that God has called us to be. And gentlemen, happy Father's Day. Happy Father's Day.